he's not going to be a WWE wrestler, you know. Uh, uh, it'd be pretty funny, though. In fact, it'd be funny to see him come out in, like, a little uh, tidy whitey type, you know, old school <laughs> wrestling thing, but with, like, a shirt tucked in to yeah. that. Yeah. That would be his look if he was going to be a WWE wrestler. I mean. Union Gold, scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it is episode 83 on uh, Thursday, March 4th. March 4th. That's crazy, man. March. It's been like, well, I'm sure we've done one in 2021, but it's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah. The kids say it's been a minute, but yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so uh, yeah, March 4th, a lot of big news coming out um, today and the world of union and all um so we'll talk about that news we'll talk about mvp stuff we'll talk about uh preseason uh, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about tonight we got a new signing we haven't talked about weirdly um so yeah let, let's just jump right into it luke luke big news big news for the pod go ahead announce it yeah big news um i got a new job so, hey yeah what kind of new job no more bag boy at Lidl. what are you doing now yeah, working at a little agency outside in Wayne, Wayne, PA, so right by the the, the academy kids and. Um, oh shoot, I forgot Wayne, PA. Oh snap! Oh Adam Boots gonna freak out. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, but yeah, big news. That's 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 kind of all we have to talk about tonight, right? Oh, I think it is. No, wait, is there other news that you have or something? Oh, you know what? It's funny you ask because I also am getting a new job. I'm leaving teaching after eleven years, and I'm going to be the local devil's backbone brewery rep down here in fredericksburg i'm gonna be slinging some beer around the fredericksburg region boom yeah walking away from education for a little bit so uh yeah so aj and luke moving on in the world look so, at us thanks for, thanks for listening tonight that's the oh i guess we who else is moving on <laughs> well our, our i guess there's yeah some other news um our, our good friend and union legend Ray Gaddis surprisingly announced his retirement today. Yeah, friend of the pod. We've never had him, but he's friend to everyone. So we're legally able to say friend of the pod. Yeah, Ray. And and hold on. He's like 31, right? I, mm -hmm. That's crazy because that's two years younger than me. And uh, I'm still trying to play. So uh, <laughs> I haven't hung him up. Um, so union, hey, if you need an outside back. But yeah, so Ray Ray is going out. Um, gosh, yeah, what what to say? Uh, I mean, every, everyone knows, everyone says, so it's not like we're going to tell you anything different. Everybody loves Ray. Ray is a very likable dude. Um, so what what do you think his legacy will be with the union? Yeah, I mean, so it's 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 cool. Like he's he's kind of our first real like uh club lifer you know he joined the he got drafted in 2012 and played with the union for his whole career and retired with the, with the union um and that's and that's pretty cool like he's you know minutes leader starts leader games leader um so there's so many cool like kind of all on field stuff that that he has uh to leave with his legacy and obviously you know he was a great defender um at, you know all the, you know all the defending skill in the world like that you know basically anyone in, in mls could uh 
I don't I think he he pretty much hold his own defensively other than anyone in MLS and you know it, offensively maybe not not so much but we he still had a heck of a career as, as a defender and like as as much as we can talk about his soccer skills I feel like his legacy might be even more important off the field with his just the kind of the person he is um as a as a just as a great person um with his involvement with the black players of change um just being like an incredible leader and role model for for the youth in this club and i mean he's just a great dude and he's going to be like incredibly missed probably mostly as a person than than more than as a player so it's it's definitely a huge hit and a huge uh it was a huge bummer to hear that news today like obviously we wish him the best and he's He's gonna be killing it. Whatever he does next, he's. I know he's got his his Harvard degree, so he can do a lot of things outside of soccer, and which I we expect him to probably do. But it, it's it's a bummer. We you know we we definitely have had some criticism on, on Ray, but obviously he's was has been a huge part of the union for so long. So this is this is kind of some, some tough news. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. So. So Ray's going out a champ, uh, following the likes of John Elway, of course. And so do you think, you know, it kind of puts the pressure on Thomas Brady to go out on top now like Ray Gaddis? Does he look at his look at Ray and be like, Man, I gotta go out like Ray? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Um you, Yeah, so I mean, I, I I think Ray is going out at a cool time because we all do remember him as awesome basically because not only of all that he did off the field but this was definitely i don't think it's even an argument that it's his best year as far as a player yeah i would say so um and i know like people are you know yeah he's awesome but i mean yeah yeah like you said there there were some some years where there was plenty of criticism and stuff and, um but yeah let's keep it positive it's exciting uh do you wish that he had scored I mean, I think it would have been a really great moment because, like, like if he scored in the last couple of years when it really became kind of like, you know, race scores, we write, like, all, all that kind of, like, picked up. I think it would have been really cool to see, but it's almost, like, kind of makes his legacy a little bit more, even more unique that he hasn't scored with the, with the career that he ha- that he's had. Like, obviously, like, we would have loved for him to score, but it, it makes his legacy just a little bit more interesting. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I mean... I don't know if it's too unique. I haven't scored for the evening yet. <laughs> no one seems to care about that. Uh, but no, I, I, I got it. I got I see what you're putting down there. Do you think um, he should be in the Ring of Honor? You know, I don't know. I, I, I think today most people are going to say yes. I think today it, there's a Ray Gaddis high. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's at that same level as as Latou. Like Latou, legit in the league, you know, a member of the fifty fifty club, and like Ray, kind of just and like I, I don't want to be like negative, but I feel like he just kind of played for a long time, and that's that's great that he played for a long time on obviously because uh, I mean it's not easy to do, and you have to like prove yourself year after year, and he played different positions. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess part of it also might have to be, you know, with his 
longevity and stuff. He's got the games record and minutes record, all those kinds of things. Um, but looking grand scheme, like that's that's nice in our microcosm of a right back, but in the grand scheme, was he really an MLS great? A player that other teams are going to look at and be like, wow, man, what a player. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think he might have been... I don't want to say average as far as MLS because obviously he like stuck around. So he had to beat out a lot of players to stay in um, the starting lineup and mm-hmm. to earn all those minutes. But um, I, I don't know. And yeah. I, feel like, I, I feel like that's probably an unpopular opinion right now as people are celebrating him. And I apologize, but I, I just don't know if like maybe part of the reason why he was with the union for so long and maybe he just didn't have offers. Maybe it was like, I, I don't know. Maybe other teams weren't coming knocking like they may have for for a Latou or um, and I, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I, just don't... No, I think I don't know is probably the, the correct answer because we don't know like kind of where like Latou was a given for the Ring of Honor. Like once the union created a Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, whatever it was going to be, Latou was going to be the first one. And so like that one made sense. So it's now we, we're not sure what the criteria is going to be for the next player or whoever would, would join Latou. And and it, I don't know, in my opinion, if it's like, I, I definitely understand what you're saying that like, maybe not, but if it's going to be like, just like club legends, people that are important to the club, like where you see like, maybe like JP Del Camera, Curtin get in, get into it. Like I could see Ray Gattis being in that because he was an important part of the club and like, just, yeah, with his longevity and, and the, just the person he is and, and like, just like this, I feel like it's like, I because he's clearly in my mind a club legend so i feel like a club legend should be honored in a ring of honor or, or something yeah yeah and and then i i guess the other case or the other thought is like bedoya bedoya is the other guy who mm-hmm. i feel like throughout this year people say he's he's gotta be the next and so it's like you got these two guys and i don't think any of them are or either of them are like you know, stand out. They're not like breaking records or like yeah, MVP yeah, but, of the league kind of stuff, but they're, yeah, they're like club legends. Who, kind of monumental guys. Like, I, I feel like they yeah. need like, maybe not ring of honor, but maybe like, I don't know, a cool corner of the stadium that's like, I don't know, dedicated to them and like making a difference. I don't know, like the Chester cool guy, uh, Chester cool corner <laughs> and you go there you celebrate those guys and you do something to help the city of chester i don't know yeah but but yeah I, yeah i i don't know all right anyway anyway so ray ray's not gonna play soccer anymore um all right let's get stupid um <laughs> what are some <laughs> God. all right what are some jobs that are not in ray's future all right so I, I came up with this little activity, this little exercise, if you will, uh, <laughs> that are not in Ray's future. So I do not see him being a club DJ. I just don't see, think he's got the, uh, he doesn't like the limelight. He doesn't, he's not that guy. He's going to be leading the club. Um, following that, he's not going to be a WWE wrestler. You know, uh, it'd be pretty funny though. In fact, it'd be funny to see him come out in like the little uh, tidy whitey type, you know, old school, wrestling thing but with like a shirt tucked in to yeah, that yeah. that would be his look if he was gonna be a wwe wrestler uh-huh. i mean but yeah uh, but he's just too nice he, I don't, yeah i agree he, he, that doesn't make sense yeah it's just that's too nice um obviously he's not going to be the untuck it shirt sponsor 
uh, by the way, have you ever looked at that company, Untuck It? I keep seeing like commercials for it and stuff. Shirts are expensive, man. But Ray's not going to be that, obviously. Uh-huh. And he's not going to be fanged. All right, he's not going to be fanged. He's too nice, too too good of a face to be. You, you want him to be visual, visible in the stadium and uh, out there. Uh-huh. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, you, you want to go through some possible options for Ray's future? Sure. Well, in yeah. Case, you know, in case he's listening. Yeah, I mean, one, uh, I think a pretty pretty obvious one would be a, a bow tie designer. He's he's got the fashion. He's he, his bow tie kind of became his his staple. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's he, he's he, he knows how to put together an outfit. So I think he could, he has some, a future there. You know, maybe he's maybe use his his business uh, degree in, from Harvard to put together a pretty solid bow tie business. Um, another one, India car driver. He you know he's from Indianapolis. He's a, he's a fast guy. So that one, you know, maybe there's something there. Um, union Academy director or something. You know, he's obviously has a lot of union and, and soccer experience. I, I heard he's he's working on his, his coaching license. So, you know, maybe we, we get him involved with the Academy. He's obviously an incredible mentor and role model. So, you know, maybe we'll get some great goddesses and uh, future Ray goddesses in, in the pipeline. And then another possible option. I don't know why you, you, you put this down. Fang. Maybe he's going to be Fang after maybe not being Fang. I love, I love making you read my ideas just to see how you interpret them. So yeah, like, like I get to the stadium and they're scrambling. Oh, man, our Fang guy got sick. Uh, who's going to be Fang? And who's going to step up? Ray's going to be like, he's going to be the first one in line and be like, hey, you know what? I know I was supposed to be, uh, you know, doing ceremonial first kick tonight. It's my... It's my uh, what what do they call it? Testimonial game. Uh-huh. But I'll do. It. I'll I'll be Fang. And so Ray misses his own testimonial game because he he steps up to be Fang that night. Um, so <laughs> all right, let's get back into it. Um, okay. So serious, more serious conversation about regarding Ray. Um, because right, we have a, a season coming up. Who do you see replacing Ray Gaddis as the starting right back? um day one let's go just first game day one and then we gotta do a day later yep <laughs> or like later in the season later in the season so day one and Bizo, it's gotta be in Bizo. okay you're not gonna put uh harriel out there uh unless something happens and Bizo gets hurt or unless something crazier happens and they decide to play three in the back um and i don't, I don't know if you can play three in the back i mean if you're playing three i, I assume you still have Bizo on the field playing the wing back or something but um yeah, so I'd say Ambizo. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I said it's probably right. I feel like Harriel is going to get in sooner than later. I feel like they might throw him in like they did Aronson uh, like two years ago against Atlanta. Like that was early in the season. Throw him in into into the – throw him in and see how he does. And I think Harriel seems to be highly regarded in from with, with from Curran and the, the union staff. So I feel like – I feel like we're going to see a lot of Harrell this year. And, and it didn't seem like they, like, it didn't, just doesn't seem like they're as sold on Bezo. At, right, right. Like, I feel like we would have seen him a lot more last year with all the random, or not random, but all, with all the, the crazy scheduling and everything. I feel like we would have seen a Bezo a lot more if the union were higher on him. Right, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it just mm-hmm. seems like a little bit more higher on Harrell. And obviously, you know, he's still a younger dude and hasn't played in the league yet, but I feel like, He's gonna get tested real quick, and then I, hopefully, he passes, and we always see a lot more of him. And, and I mean, obviously, we just want a, a celebrate back. So whoever wins out, I, I just hope they do well. 
but right. I, I could see Harold being uh, the guy they are kind of leaning towards throughout the season. Um, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. I, I see what you're saying. Um, and, and it goes in in Ernst's philosophy to get the youngest product on the field because that product is the one that's going to make the union money. Right. Um, and by, and, I mean, and is not going to make the union money, but Harry will may. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I did see a tweet. I had a union observer. I don't know. Some random Twitter account was said Rosenberry. It's like, yo, bring Rosenberry back. Cause I know not to just harp back on Gaddis, but I know like we're, we're all high on Gaddis, but, Remember when we had Rosenberry, everybody was high on him, and, and everyone was been saying, yo, bring Rosenberry back to replace Gattis. Um, um, that was- I mean, yeah, like, we're obviously, we're, we're fans of Rosenberry, but just I just don't see them with the holes in this roster elsewhere to go sign another right back when we have two that should be at least fine. Well, yeah, the biggest problem with Keegan, you know what it is? He you have plays his jersey? Hard. What? You have his baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I was going to say he plays in MLS. Right. I don't think Ernst knows that other players play in MLS. <laughs> like, I am I am pretty sure when Ernst picks up the phone, he does not know that he's allowed to call another MLS team. Right. And that's fine. That's fine. We're doing okay with it. But... Unless he wants to sell them draft picks. Well, yeah. I mean, only around the draft. Yeah. <laughs> it's a one-way street. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so let's re... Well, I guess I guess before we revamp our eleven to replace Mark and Aronson, kind of see where we're what our starting eleven looks like. Um, obviously, we signed uh, Stu, Stu Finn, Stuart Finley. Yeah, I don't know, we'll come up with something. Uh-huh. Um, dude looks good. Good. Uh, I'm excited for it. a left-footed back. I, I mean, I, I I think it could be a guy who steps in the starting lineup. I almost see it like a a Glassness type signing where. It's like we weren't really sure what we were getting, and then before we know it, he's a pretty big piece of our back four. Um, I'd be curious to see what Elliot thinks because, you know, as Elliot and Glessons, you're probably thinking, or Elliot, Elliot probably thought even last year coming into the season, like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty set. Me and Mark are, are one, two. Here we go. And then he loses a lot of time to Glessness. And then this year, all right, me and Glessness are ready to go. And then they bring in this Finley. And it's not that, like, you wouldn't expect them to bring in a third solid center back. But, right. like, but like you, uh, you just – I just got to work, man. It's, it's just all – yeah, we'll see. Whoever Whoever is starting back there, whatever two of those three, you know they're going to earn it. You know, right. it's not like – it's not like they're just going to give it to Jack because he's been their longest. It's it's clearly whoever earns their spots is going to be playing. Yeah, I I think uh yeah I also think he just seems like a solid signing. Definitely resembles the Glazer signing where it's like he has enough experience where he seems like he'll be fine and he's young enough that we think he he, he will have some you know he's kind of like in 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 a good spot in his career where he'll he'll jump in it and and acclimate well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also another another point that seems to be pretty important is that he's a left-footed center back. They they were pretty set on need that like they went out to go try to find a left-footed center back because they haven't had one since Trusty and McKenzie is so good on both feet that he was able to to make do there. But I feel like that also uh, bodes well for him that he's going to get some time in the lineup as the left center back. 
to pair with whoever. But yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that we could definitely see him a lot this year with with that factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, what do you, do you see changes in the starting eleven? Are there any pieces where you're like, no, no, Gaddis is out. Um, I guess we said Mbizo, but with Harrell coming in pretty soon. Um, you put Fontana in for Aronson, and then who's starting for Mark? Any other changes? Uh, I mean, I guess that's that's basically it for for, for our lineup. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like there's some been some quotes from Curtin and, and Tanner that like, you know, there's probably might be some uh, one or two additions. We'll see when that will be. Tanner said that wasn't didn't need to be immediate, but Kurt, I feel like I saw a Kurt, quote from Curtin that like, this isn't the final roster that we'll see on 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 you know for for the first game, so we're not not really sure where you know additional or when additional signings will come, but it it seems like most likely it, it it's gonna take some time. So this yeah this roster like we're kind of this is what we have is what we is what we're gonna roll with, and that's that's a little bit concerning. But I I mean I I don't know what else where else to. Or who else to fit into the lineup? I like Fontana for for Aronson, and then I guess one of these three center backs, or two of these three center backs for the you know to start right. start there, yeah. and then yeah, and Bezo now to fill another hole. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like our how so how do you feel about our roster now? Like like with the right raise, obviously uh, this was surprising news, and we're all a little bit concerned before that. But like, how concerned are you about this roster right now? Um, I think, I think, okay, so, gosh, I, I think I'm getting old. Okay. So I think I'm, I think I'm getting a little grumpy. Um, new job is going to change that. I just know that. But, uh, I am concerned. I, I think we're, we're okay. I think, I think now we're probably, um, nine and a half solid MLS starters. Okay. So nine and a half solid starters and not not all teams are going to be able to hit that nine nine and a half mark i think i think maybe one or two players might be down on a depth chart as far as the starting 11 compared to other teams um and so with that being said you you get some yellow card accumulation you get an injury here and there uh, we don't know you know what the players off seasons like covid all this stuff like you know you see a lot more injuries right now in sports because you know things are not just the same um and then, then you know, us let's say someone goes cold, you know, striker goes cold, keeper goes cold, defensive back or the center back goes cold. You want to replace them, and it's just like we're not deep. We don't have depth, and and you kind of see that. Uh, you know, today Liverpool um, lost to Chelsea, and it's like that they're bit by some injuries. They're just not deep right now. They can't compete with a lot of teams, and, and I mean that's Liverpool. Um, and and I, I guess we often are compared to Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so there's a, there's a pretty high level of concern. Um, Finley's, Finley's a great signing. I hope, uh, you know, can you treat Burke like a new signing? Can you treat Orovich like a new signing? Can you really consider all of the homegrowns usable new signings? You know, it's, I I'd say there's a legit level of concern. Yeah, uh, I know they keep saying like 
oh, we're in a good spot. We're bringing in all these young guys. Like, yeah, that's great. But, you know, don't forget, you were at the top of the league last year, and it'd be cool to stay there. But yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty concerned as well, and I think the Ray news just adds a little, like, just another level, obviously, because you know you think about the roster and you think about like you know solid locks on this team and it's like you know blake bedoya wagner like montero like you know there's there's a handful of, of spots where like okay we're fine we're fine there and, and ray was was one of those spots like i feel like going into this year we didn't we weren't really going to have the debate of should we replace ray like i think last year he played well enough that like we were in a spot where we like yeah he's he's going to be a fine right back and and it you know we're i would just we're just going to roll with it but just adding another another question mark to this to this roster is I, it feels like a lot and I mean I'm excited to see some homegrowns and some youth you know like guys like Harry will step up but that doesn't make me feel excited for Champions League as much if yeah. this is our roster like that that was going to be or you know this is our, a huge chance for us to play in an international uh, competition and and you know such a, a big deal for this team being the first time they got there and it with this roster going into that it's like i mean we're what like what can we really expect out of that like we can't expect to have a run in this tournament if if this is our roster and not that we should have expected too much out of it being that it's like a new, a new new tournament for us but like being that we were a supporters shield winning team like we should have I feel like we should be in a better spot right now and and really not. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, maybe a guy like McGlynn will, will, will surprise us and as like Aronson did and really be able to, you know, step up and, and, you know, jump to the MLS level quicker than we expected. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's concerning. And obviously we're so excited for the season and Champions League and everything, but like, it's like, what are we, like what should we really be expecting as far as results right right and i feel like there's there's like some like odds are someone's going to come out and surprise us and we don't know that yet and that's also something that's kind of like i mean i mean like last year martinez came out and surprised us we had no idea we were we were safe at the six and now right. that's a position that is you know we're not really worried about the six because right. Martinez showed himself. So like there, there's odds are that guys are going to step in and um, someone's going to come out like Fontana putting up uh, his numbers last year. So, mm -hmm. so there is, I'm not like, yeah, we're obviously not saying there's no hope and that like we're completely screwed because there is going to be someone, one or two players who outperform what we're expecting right now in March. But, but yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to have a little more, you know, a little more uh, depth there. Um, for some reason, I was just thinking it, like least likely player for the union to sign. I don't know why, but I was like, just thinking about that. We should have done a segment, like unlikely players for the union to sign, but it's like Jeff Lorenowitz. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just like, you know, older player. Uh, dumb. Okay. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, it was just making me laugh. Um, cool. Cool. All right. So yeah, we're about halfway. halfway. Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll come back with some, uh, you know, another, should we talk about should we talk about unpaid internships or because that's all anyone wants to talk about i'm gonna i'm gonna cut us off right now all right cool come back after this 
Hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. Um, so coming back from the break, me and Luke are going to talk about if something that we were just kind of mentioning, and now we want to make it into something. Who will be the breakout star for the year? So we're saying like last year we had Martinez came in very low expectations. I mean, he didn't even start the first game of the year. We had uh, Proval. Mm-hmm. And then Martinez steps in that game too, and it's like the rest is history. Boom! All right. Yeah, I mean, we almost—he was on our list for uh, guys who might buy a jersey of. So, yeah. Let's talk about some guy. Who do you think will be this year's breakout? Yeah. So, okay. Two that jump to mind. Um, so, for one that, that that is kind of in the Martinez vein, where it's like a new signing in a position where maybe we could use some more depth and, and, and solidity and, and that would be Finley. So it's, it's, right, it's pretty, that's what I was going to say, you son of a gun. Yeah. It's All pretty, right. pretty easy. Not like a, a super unique answer because I think he's going to get a lot of playing time and he's seems like a good enough player that he's going to jump in and, and be a, you know, a solid performer like consistently throughout the season. But then another one that's kind of in, in the lines of the, you know, homegrown breaking out like Aronson, McKenzie, or whatever. And I really do think it's gonna be. It would be Jack McGlynn. I know like Harry will probably will get a lot of time, but I think McGlynn, like he's. When I watched U two last year, like he was a guy that stood out to me. And Aronson, and Aaron, Paxton Aronson did did as well. But I think McGlynn, like more consistently, seemed like the player that was ready for the next level. And I, I I'm hoping he gets some chance at maybe that, attacking midfielder, top of the diamond type position, and. I, I don't know like I, that was that he's kind of the guy that's my my gut feeling that that could break out out of the the, the new homegrown uh, selection. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so tell me tell me yours. So you got to go twice. Okay, so you just yeah, like, I gave two. I gave two. All right. All right. Um, this guy El Senio. <laughs> ah, nah. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say Finland, but um, so I could see. Oh gosh, not that I'm scrambling, but like, just how do I wanna? Do I stake both yours? Um, I already forget who you talked about. <laughs> no. Uh, no, so so Matt Real, I, just because I I could see Wagner maybe being sold. I know he got his contract, so maybe I just just kind of thinking like, I don't know, like uh, was that meme where someone's looking at the board and all the numbers are moving around? I'm like, I know no one can see me, but I'm moving my hands around. Like numbers are moving in front of me, and like boom, 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 Wagner goes here, and so Real steps in. So maybe he could have a breakout year and become like a real nice offensive uh, left back, um, especially if Finley's having a nice year and uh, Finley's got some speed, so he can probably cover with uh, Real going up. Um, and then this this might be a little bit of a cop out, but Burke mm-hmm. having a solid year. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, and then the other, I was kind of thinking also kind of in the realm of real, this might come up in another segment later in the show, but Matt freeze. Okay. Like if again, numbers moving around, I got all this stuff going on, but like Blake goes off to play with Jamaica freeze comes in, does well, maybe Blake gets hurt or something, or maybe, maybe he does awesome and like they see a chance to sell them off maybe like someone comes knocking um you know like liverpool's keeper alisson he, he sucks now uh so blake should probably go play goalie for liverpool 
Uh, so, so there is some story to go with that choice, but, um, but yeah, so cool, cool, nice little. Gosh, that was a great segment. That was great. All right, so now, all right. gosh, now we're going into this next segment about more players. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, who was it? Weeby? Andrew yeah. Weeby. Yeah, Weeby. All right, friend of the program, Andrew Weeby, uh, uh, wrote an article about. MLS MVPs and he broke them down by tiers. You know, you got your Joseph Martinez and your Pasuelo uh, and Carlos Vela, those guys up there. And he tweeted out to Union Faithful saying, like, who's going to be MVP? And uh, so, like, Luke, you responded, people responded, you know, you got your common, your Blake Monteros, you know, those kinds of guys. And so we're going to do a little little exercise where I'm going to use the same tiers that Andrew Weeby used, but just with union union players. All right. So I'll run through the tiers and we'll talk about the players and why we put them in different spots and we'll just kind of have some fun with it. All right. So the tiers that Andrew Weeby threw out there, because they're kind of fun, the favorites, obviously, some believable names, some that are all about the narrative, all about their narrative for the season. Some, some candidates that are plausible, but improbable. Uh, dream a little for me. We'll say dream a little for us. Uh, dream big, hashtag player kids. Um, never going to happen. Team is the MVP. And so you can guess that's where that's where Weeby had the union. Yep. We're not going to have an MVP winner this year, but the team is the MVP. And then the last category is, of course, defenders don't win MVP. So, Luke, why don't you go through the favorites? Yeah, so the favorites... Um... The yeah, the most common response to Weeby was Blake. Um, like obviously like keeper of the year. He, he's an amazing keeper, so that, that was that was an obvious one. And then Bedoya was another another uh another one that was up there because he was a captain, leader, you know, he always shows up in big shows up in big moments. You, you know, can't don't really need to say much about Bedoya. Then my my answer was or my thought was Montero because like obviously he has a skill. He's a, he's a DP, but because of the Aaron's in void, I think he is going to be more more of the focus going and the attack, and he's going to need the guy that's going to need to step up a little bit more to to fill the Aaron's in void and and to get those the production of like those passes that Aaron's making the runs that he makes, and I think Ontario like obviously has the ability to do that, and I think because of Aronson's success last year, he, he kind of stepped back and was kind of more of a, you know, box to box, a little less visible type player. But I think Montero should be the guy that would step up and kind of take that, that, that leadership or, you know, kind of focus in, 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 in the attack. And I, I, so I think he's a favorite in MVP if, you know, because of, you know, with, with, with that logic. So I don't know. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. And again, these are like the union team MVP. So at the end yeah. of the season, we'll look at our union season and be like, yo, this guy was the MVP of our year. Um, I guess I guess, kind of backtracking, who who would you have picked for the union MVP in last year of the 2020 season? Um, I mean, I don't know. That's tough. Like, yeah. I, wasn't it? It was McKenzie, right? Like, did they name, like, the team called McKenzie? Uh, or was I, it I don't know, but I mean, you got like Blake, Mackenzie, Aronson, I'd say Martinez, Bedoya. That was probably your big five. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably go with Mackenzie because he was just so solid. I, I believe, I think he was what like the team decided, like within their, you know, their MVP. 
Okay. Uh, but then, so next to the believables, you want to go for those? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> this is going to be weird. Uh, you know, these guys, I, I don't know. You know my feelings on these. Um, these are these are obviously your strikers, guys who can score a bunch of goals. And so, you know, if you score goals, you're going to be your team MVP if you can break through there. And that's believable that these guys could score a bunch of goals. I just need them to prove it to me. I, I believe that they can. But I need them to do it. So it's believable. Casper and Santos. Yeah, I agree. And I, I feel like we're, we're, we're not talking about Santos enough. And, like, we're kind of focused on, like, is Casper going to step up? Is Burke going to, you know, break through? But I feel like Santos is a guy who has probably more skill than either of them. He just has to stay consistent and, you know, hopefully stay healthy that he could be able to do that. Because I think, like, in his third year, he's comfortable with the team and with MLS that he should have the ability to, like, go to the next level that we've seen glimpses of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got the build. Uh, you know, we talked about before. He's, like, that alpha-looking dude. Like, You're all about the looks. Dude, uh, if if you're not looking good, you're not feeling good. <laughs> He's got the haircuts, man. Dude, him and me both. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, all about the narrative. Oh, narrative, narrative. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and take the first two. I'll take the second two. Okay. Yeah, the first one would be Martinez. Is our biggest group. Yeah, we, yeah, we got four. So Martinez would be one, and yeah, just like becoming like the real. Diego Chara that we kind of compare him to and just being the the rock and the the engine of our midfield and so you know that's like kind of you know a nice narrative to have you know still still kind of rising in, in, in MLS uh, ranks and then the other one would be Bedoya uh, I know we have had him in the favorites too but just like with his you know probably towards the end of his career and rising up and, and kind of maybe taking this team that that is a little bit in pieces right now and, and you know, taking them to the playoffs, et cetera, or whatever. So I think yeah. that, that would be, you know, another, another nice narrative. Definitely. Yeah. If, if Bedoya is winning, there's definitely a story. Yeah. Uh, Il Sino would be an all about the narrative. You know, there's going to be some story like him coming in every game <laughs> and just lighting it up. Um, I, you know, we, we didn't see it like, like it's been in the past, but if he's doing it again, that's going to be something special because yeah. he's, uh, he just turned 48 years old last night, sorry, yesterday. So, um, and the other one, this this is my this is my surprise pick. This is going to be all about the narrative, Matt Freeze, because if Matt Freeze is going to do something, there's going to be a story behind it. You know, Blake Blake gets hurt or gets sold. I should be saying gets sold, gets traded or something before getting hurt. Um, and then Freeze steps in and then just lights it up. So, yeah. if Freeze was to win MVP, that would have to be a narrative one. All right, so plausible but improbable i'll let you take this one yeah that would be kai wagner um because he's obviously like super super skilled but having a a, a fullback being an mvp doesn't doesn't come up too often but with, with his his skill and, and abilities that's at least plausible yeah, yeah yeah the next the next category is dream a little for us so this is these are two good dreams here uh, of course, Corey Burke. That would be what a what a story that would be. Then that might be a little narrative also, but yeah. that'd be a dream, you know, coming back and lighting it up, passing passing the other strikers and becoming a full time starter. And uh, I mean, that's I mean, it's a dream, but also like you know, you can see that happen. Um, the bigger dream, the more out out there dream would be uh, Matt Tyorovich. Um, <laughs> The dream uh, would be getting him on the field. But that, that's a <laughs> it's a dream, um, and hopefully it's a good one. Uh, but you never know. <laughs> All right, dream big. Hashtag player kids. Here you go. Here he is, the man, 
friend of the pod. Yeah, Anthony Fontana. I mean, the, he could be more, you know, probably pushed up the chart a little bit with yeah. with his potential um, playing time th- this year. But yeah, I mean, he this is this is like he this is his time to shine. This is like, you know, I don't think he's gonna have a better better chance than this year to to really step up. So hopefully he, he takes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other ones would be Harrell for you know obviously we we touched on that with the, with with Gaddis gone and then and then maybe you know Pax and Aronson gets in there too and and then I'm, I'm gonna throw in we we missed him McGlynn the other guy I had as, as a breakout player yeah. so yeah like maybe one of those guys jumps in and maybe pushes Fontana back to a, a sub position and they you know maybe take the the starting spot and in, in, in the attacking midfielder role and and really take take reins there but. That's that's the that's the dream big there. Dream big, dream big. Um, the next one never gonna happen slash team is the MVP. Well, it's obviously Coach Curtin. Yeah. And uh, well, you got to throw Ray Gaddis in there. <laughs> I mean, it's I guess it, it's never gonna happen now. So yeah, not gonna, <laughs> never gonna happen. But um, yeah. All right, we don't need to talk about that. And then lastly, defenders don't win MVP. So of course you got your defenders there. You're all three central defenders. They're not gonna win MVP, but wouldn't that be cool? I, I mean, I guess it's funny because we start this segment saying Mark won it last year, but um, <laughs> or, or at least was up there even if he didn't. So right. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're done. Right. <laughs> Did not think it through, but you know that's that's how we do it. It's the Doofy Brothers podcast. This is why you're listening. Uh, preseason schedule is released, so let's talk about the postseason. No, just <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? That? Yeah. So it, I don't know. It, it's just cool to see that though. This is like kind of on the horizon. March fifteenth is our first scrimmage. Uh, team goes down to to Florida, and they're you know going to be playing Orlando, and then the twentieth they're playing Chicago, and then they're come, going to come back, get ready for CCL, and then thirty first they're playing. I think it was said it might be DC United on uh, oh, yeah. back back in, in Chester to get ready for the April seventh, man. April seventh is the first game like, yeah. against Saprisa, and like that's not that far away. That's pretty crazy. That's like almost a month away. We're yeah. back to Union Soccer, which is so cool. I've been missing MLS so much. I've been missing watching Union so much. So it's like it's cool to just to see this schedule and these dates aren't that far away. Yeah, like we are in the month of March right now, and you said March fifteenth, Orlando City. That's that's when you start your new job. That's a big day for you, Luke. Yeah, it's I'm kind of bummed that it's going to be that day. Hopefully, it's uh, oh, it's eleven a.m. Yeah. Oh, that sucks for you. Yeah, but I'm it's, it's okay. Spring. It's okay. Yeah, I'll be watching. I don't know if there's a stream, but um yeah man and then april 14th union versus presa at home uh i don't know man what do you think you think our new jobs will let us off early so we can go to that game i mean if, if it's an eight o'clock game as like it says i, I mean i can make it oh uh, yeah i don't know about you but <laughs> yeah you don't have to drive a bunch of hours <laughs> oh yeah all right cool i'm happy for you yeah uh, yeah maybe maybe i could you know I'm kind of self-managed with this job so uh maybe i'll be there maybe i'll be you know i gotta talk to the union see if they're even letting fans in and yeah, then april, april 17th we're like a month and a half away from the start of the season and i guess the schedule's got to come out at some point because i bet it comes out like tomorrow and we're gonna be regretting recording tonight uh, yeah. but it, it yeah it's gotta yeah. come out soon friday news always drops on a friday schedule's coming out oh <laughs> lock it in yeah, well, next week we'll record and talk about it. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it comes out soon. And yeah, that's that's so exciting. It's, I mean, I've been like, yeah, I've I've had this week off, and I've just been like throwing on random MLS highlights and watching random, you know, MLS content just because I, I've I'm just I'm just getting so antsy waiting for it, and it's it's right on the corner. 
it's really nerdy. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I have nothing to do. I'm just kidding. YouTube's on mute. Uh, MLS highlights here. <laughs> Let me find a right back highlights. MLS 2014. It's gold. Gold. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our favorite thing, clothing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, uh, yeah. So you know, obviously the union union released their jersey. It felt like so long ago now, and it's still the best jersey to release this year. But there's been some good ones, and there's been um, a good amount that got released this week. So AJ, I want to go tell me your favorite non-union jersey that got released in MLS uh, for this new year. Um, so I'm I'm a sucker for the light blue, the baby blues. Uh, Dallas had some nice baby blues, but then also just a darker shade of blue, the Cincinnati with like kind of the thin. They like the thin stripes, right? Like the mm -hmm. kind of an orange thin stripe in there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice kits. I like those. I, I still need to get the Union. Uh, I forgot what year, but where they had the little pinstripe next to the gold center stripe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked up one of those this offseason. I got a, a Mel would do one. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So I like that. The Cincinnati and the Dallas ones. Did you have different favorites? Yeah, so I I liked I mean the LA Galaxy one is pretty dope with the, oh, the throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's, yeah, that's that's a pretty solid look. Um, and truth be told, I'd buy that. And I know I know, you know AJ or Union fan. I know I know, but I also like the Galaxy from when I was growing up. Kobe yeah. Jones. Yeah, I guy. remember you had so many Kobe Jones you know posters and images in your room. That's like a vivid memory in my in my my. Yeah, it's, it's like not even like being sarcastic. It's true. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah um and it was cool i think he was involved with like the launch of it because like yeah, obviously he was yeah. the old one but yeah yeah that's a cool one um i do like the 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 um what am i saying the, the vancouver they're keeping that that hoop and oh, they kind of yeah. clean it up it look, I, I i like that i like that i think that's pretty nice um yeah they, yeah yeah I, I did also like the dallas one um the yeah i think there's there's some decent ones there i was pleasantly surprised with a lot of these there wasn't all just super plain white like i think like dc and, and red bull were pretty bad but most of the other ones like had some elements that were interesting like like nashville's had some nice like it's using their kind of zigzaggy designs and i don't know this this year's crop of jerseys are i feel like better than most for most recent years so and i think we, we definitely still have the the front runner but there's some decent ones out there this year which is right 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 good to yeah. see yeah yeah i i feel like adidas has taken a lot of crap for uh and rightfully so, um, for their kind of like white plain templates. And last year was obviously a template jersey for the 25 anniversary of uh, MLS. But like mm -hmm. this year, I feel like there there were some variances. But I, I will say some of them are very subtle. And like yeah, at first glance, you're looking at it and you're like, there's a bunch of the same jersey being released. Um, and like the DC, that marble pattern, not a big, I mean, I'd be a big fan if you could see the marble pattern, but like, you really, I think, uh, someone, it may have been Renee, but I'm not, it may have been someone, but like, there was a picture of someone in the marble pattern Jersey in front of maybe the Washington main monument or something, something that had like marble pattern on the background, but like the background, it was more visible than the actual jersey, and they pointed out like, well, that's not exactly the best advertisement for your right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely worse than misses too. Like, I was kind of disappointed in Miami's. Like, oh yeah, it's still just a plain. It's pretty plain, like a black shirt, and it has like 
you know the some like palm tree like palm tree patterns but it's like you have like the best colorway and you're still not taking advantage of it so that's, right. that's a little frustrating but generally it's been decent um but yeah, yeah. And it's, always, it's always exciting for new jerseys to come out yeah. um i was excited for that uh gosh this doesn't flow um <laughs> All right, let's just okay. This is kind of a funny segment that AJ thought up. So we obviously are, we're, we can talk about uh, some some holes in our in our in our roster, and we're we we you know there's a, every year it's it's the same thing in the preseason at this time of year. So it's who who's gonna play the number ten this year? And every, every year, so the most unstable thing in our team. Like, is there anything else as unstable as our ten within the union organization? Within, no, the... like, is that it? Like, that's gotta be. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Even like strikers are kind of, you know, you got Casper. I don't know. You've got like the same kind of guys mm-hmm. at least two, three years um, at striker. And uh, right back, we've had Ray. Left back, we've had Ray. Center backs <laughs> were there for a while. Keeper there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Our number 10 is always so inconsistent. Yeah, so 10 the most unstable, most fluid, most. Uh... So, um, so yeah, some, yeah, so this is kind of funny actually. Some other things within MLS that are as unstable as our ten position, and and the reason I thought of this is for this first one because um, Thierry Henry left Montreal, and so that Montreal head coaching position is as unstable as our ten. Yeah, yeah, they've had quite a few recently, and Henry. Yeah, we were. It's. I feel bad for Henry. Like obviously, we would want him to stay in MLS. He's a pretty amazing coach or person to have in the league and uh, it's super understandable the reasons he's leaving but it's yeah it's just, they're just need another head coach and that team is like not, probably even uh, definitely even less exciting than than we are than the union are in, in, currently with with how they're you know there's really nothing to look, really look forward to with with the montreal right now even with the new rebrand and everything um all right so you do one of yours you had some good ones okay oh. yeah another thing that's as unstable as our number 10 is K- kai kamara's uh current team yeah the guy jumps around man and so let me uh, of course you said that one first i want to end with that one but um <laughs> would would you sign him as a union would you pick him up i think so i mean he scores goals and like he, yeah he's a, i think he's inky yeah, I'm sure he has like a green card by now, so I don't think he would have an international spot. So I think he's he's one that, that you know we could pick up on a decent price. Yeah, yeah, I think it all just come down to salary. Um, again, Ernst isn't gonna buy someone who would, I, I just don't think Ernst is gonna buy someone who doesn't think he can sell off yeah. for a higher. Uh, he's not gonna spend money like like a Colin, a Craval, and a Bendik. Those guys aren't money. Those guys are, you know, pretty standard, low end, you know, what are you saying? Like 100, 150K. Whereas like Kamara might be, a, you know, a little more than that. So I don't know if Ernst is going to go out and spend that on a, on a guy who's not going to get the returns on. Right, right. Um, another thing that's not, uh, that is as unstable as the Union's 10 would be the league rules for. DP spots for the big teams like LA, LA, Miami, even in New York, the league will bend and flex all they want on that. Yeah. Um, another one would be the MLS playoff format. Um, 
you know, it seems to be changing a lot. And I obviously last year changed because of COVID and everything, but you know, it's, it's always new. And I, I like the, the recent ones, but you know, we'll see what they, if it, if it sticks with what uh, they had before the COVID season, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like this year just because, you know, 10 teams from the East got in, I guess yeah. that's too much. Nice like, yeah. And the, the growing, you know, number of play- teams in, in the league, like, I don't know if that's going to affect the, you know, future performance as well. Right. Um, all right. The, uh, the other one I had was, that's kind of a little tongue in cheek, but inter, I guess they all are, um, inter Miami's name, you know, is it going to stay inter? That's true. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it feels like they, they could easily change that because I, it seems like Milan's going to win that, that mall suit or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that, uh, that I had was the, the gam tam structure. Gam tam. I mean, who, who, I mean, who even knows what that really is at this point, but, uh, yeah, every year there's, there's new rules now, you know, they have the, the young money rule now and. Oh yeah. Yeah. I kept uh-huh. hearing that on, uh, the allocate, was it disallocation? Allocation, allocation disorder. Yeah. Allocation disorder. That's it. Yeah. I kept hearing them talk about the young money. I was like, yeah. That's so, yeah. yeah. It's always something new and it's always, you know, they always change and tweak in the, the game structure, or, you know, so we'll see what, you know, see what happens next year with that one. Um, all right. So yeah, so that was a nice little segment. Mm-hmm. All right, so coming to the end of the podcast, you know, we got to talk about our eBay experiences. So recently, I I was just uh, in the market for some trading cards, and I had just, like, watched a Ray Gattis one, got a little 10% off. So a Ray Gattis signed card is out there. Now it's a collector's item. Not sure I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. And Luke, say what you found, and I might – I'm – I don't know if I'm gonna pull the trigger right now, but yeah. So there is. It. Um, it looks like they're they're Union goalie shorts because they're they're like light green, uh, Adidas shorts with like the Union logo. But they're you know it's pretty cool. I you know it's, yeah. it's something that you know, it's pretty unique. And if you want to, you know, rep uh, Andre Blake without getting his jersey, you know, maybe get some shorts that that he might be, might have worn. Not personally, but you know those those kind of shorts. Yeah, but, no, be, not yeah, not a bad find. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I like that. I, man, I might, do it. I might do it this weekend. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Well, Luke, this is a good pod, man. It's been a while. Uh, it's good to hear that you got a new job. You're up off, uh, got up off, uh, you got up off of the mat, as they say. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just, you're never down on the mat. You were like, <laughs> you put in your two weeks notice and you had a new job like the next day. So, yeah. uh, and then all the rest of the stuff, that was fun too. Um, but yeah, uh, good pod. Come down to Virginia. Come drink some Devil's Backbone beer. And uh, Ooh, if yeah. you don't come to Virginia, new, I'll bring it up to the next tailgate. New so, pod sponsor. We have one of those now. It's you. Ooh, yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. Wolf. Did, I'll. Mm, I'll. I'll be doing something with some pod. Uh, some uh, tailgating at some point. Sweet. That'll be cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, I probably should have said this earlier, but. I keep hearing other podcasts say this, so we should probably say it too. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. It helps us out. I don't know how. I don't really care. But <laughs> that's what every other podcast says. So feel free to do that. Yeah, if you want. No pressure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, keep being good, bye. good people. Bye. <laughs>
I don't know. I got I got pee so bad, man. I'm yeah, like yeah. dying. I'm rocking my chair. No worries. Union Gold!